are listening to TKO on CFRE Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl Janelle right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, how is everybody doing today? I hope you guys are having a phenomenal day so far. Um, today, actually, if you've been counting up all the episodes that we've had so far with TKO, today actually marks our episode number 160 and this is actually unbelievable i'm not sure if you guys uh, have been catching up with tko from the early days but i still remember the day that we celebrated our 100th episode and uh, like coming into the studio on that day just felt so so special felt like we had such a major milestone which i was for sure but here we are, technically 60 weeks later and 60 episodes later. And just, um, you know, do the math for yourself because every episode is half an hour. So 60 episodes later, that's almost like 30 hours of TKO on top of that. Wait, okay, yes. Yeah, so that would be like 80 full hours of TKO overall just circulating in the internet and that is just unbelievable and uh, if you are a diehard fan of the show I would definitely recommend that you go online and listen to our previous episodes if you if you wish just start listening from our very first episode and uh, that is a task uh, it's actually a challenge I would not do that myself uh, but it, I, it, it just feels like we did our early episodes just six months ago it doesn't feel like it's been gosh how many years it's been since 2016 yes like october of 2016 we've been coming to you every single week and here we are like i said episode 160 so 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 grateful first of all a big big shout out to our family here at cfru 93.3 fm for providing us with this great platform for allowing us to raise so much awareness of not just mar mixed martial arts mma but also also sorts of combat sports and not only just the sports aspect of things but also um like the philosophy of martial arts i feel like that's one of the big things that people usually under consider should i say and not something that is thought of usually nowadays but i feel like it's something that needs to be talked about even more nowadays so shout out to cfru and of course shout out to all of you guys out there tko nation who have been listening to our episodes week after week and if they're if it weren't because of you guys your love and support and i feel like i say this all the time but it's honestly the truth like I was saying, if, if it weren't because of your love and support, we would not be here right now. So keep it up, fam. We love you guys so much. And uh, we really, really do appreciate your love and support. So there you have that. Uh, here we are just getting started with our 160th episode of TKO. 
And what a great day because today uh, we're going to be kind of reminiscing slash further breaking down a very important fight that took place in the heavyweight division in boxing. And I feel like it's a fight that will be talked about not just like recently because it just took place, but also as of upcoming years and decades, actually, like how we talk about some of the fights that Mike Tyson has had way back in the day in the 80s. And we like we still talk about those fights. I feel like this past fight that that actually took place over this past Saturday, it is definitely going to be one of those iconic fights that we as the fans and even the future generation of martial arts and combat sports fans are going to be talking about now if you if you have been catching up with your boxing fight fam you probably know what fight i'm talking about this fight was just so high profile that if you if you looked into the crowd in the arena you would see so many so many celebrities sitting in the crowd uh you know my favorite artists my favorite musicians rick ross french montana all of those people were sitting in the crowd and i was just so shocked i was like man if these type of people come to this fight, then you already know how big of a fight it's actually going to be. And also something that you don't really think about. It also tells you that there's probably a lot of people, including rich people, who will be placing a lot of big bets on either one of these fighters because that's just how big, uh, how big this whole fight was. Now, yes, of course, I'm talking about the great championship fight that already took place on Saturday night, February 22nd, between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Now, just a side note, and I don't want to ruin your guys' day by talking about my own experience on that particular day, but I was so, so unlucky because for the whole week and also for so many months prior to that, I had been looking forward to this fight, right? And the next thing you know, on that very day, I don't know what happened, but I got the worst food poisoning of the century. And I was just so, so sick and so weak that I could not stay up to watch the actual fight live, unfortunately. And it honestly broke my heart. But listen, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And uh, I had not been this sick in so many years. And I don't know what you, what you call it, like if it was fate or whatever it was. You know, it doesn't matter because I still got to watch the full fight the day after. And uh, I like it was still as shocking to me, the results and the performance of both fighters as it was af- as if I were to watch the fight live, like uh, uh, what it was happening in in. Uh, lifetime so <laughs> yes it wasn't super desirable what happened to me on saturday but who cares you know i still watched the fight and uh i i got so much thrill out of it and uh just going online and reading the opinions of other fans as well everybody was just so surprised by the outcome of this fight by how this whole fight was just conducted and so now without uh, adding more review to it and actually getting into the the business i really do want to talk about uh deontay wilder versus tyson fury the rematch in in more detail in a few minutes so yes that is the big thing that we're going to be talking about today and i think it's going to be taking most of our time today on our show because like i said it was such an important fight 
And uh, even uh, with the current outcome, it's going to have so many important implications. And I feel like it is definitely something that we need to talk about on our show. So now, uh, without further ado, and with all that good background that I give you guys, let's get started. Okay, so thankfully, uh, in, in case you're curious, I'm feeling much better now, although I'm feeling a little bit weak still. Uh, I really do hope that I get to regain my strength so that I can actually hit the gym once again and all that stuff. But guys, just a side note, again, it's not really <laughs> it's not really related to uh, our fights or anything, but uh, make sure you sanitize your hands and make sure that you're getting your food, especially if you're eating out. Make sure that you're getting your food from a trusted source and uh, yeah just be super super careful and just take care of yourself in any way possible so that is my uh, word of advice to all of you guys out there um, especially right now it is the winter so we are already most of us at least um, immunocompromised so just try to take care of yourself so much and uh, try to prevent disease while you can anyway so that there goes the side note but now we can finally get into this fight, this rematch fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. So, ladies and gentlemen, we already know that Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder had fought once once before, actually in 2017, I believe, um, December of 2017. And that fight was just so, so close that the judges had to give that fight a full draw. And although it was a very controversial decision, that's what the judges came up with. If you asked a lot of people and if you went back yourself and watched the fight again for yourself, you you might have a different opinion than than that of the judges. And it was totally OK. And that was actually the main rationale behind why we needed this rematch fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. But again, lo and behold, here it is. Uh, the rematch is finally here. But what was really unclear prior to the fight, and I'm sure a lot of people can agree with this, was that this fight by itself, it wasn't nearly um, as much marketed as was the first fight. And I'm not really sure why the promoters decided to keep it on a, on a lower profile. Although, like I said a few minutes ago, a lot of people showed up to the arena and uh, a lot of big bets were placed on this fight. Um, and uh, yeah, like the people who were already familiar with these two guys and how dangerous of fighters these two guys are, they they would know their business and they would place their bets, they would buy their pay-per-views, they would buy their tickets to the arena and all that. But for the general public, for the casual fans, I feel like it wasn't that perfectly marketed until I should say at least like a week before the fight but even until then it wasn't just it wasn't that perfectly marketed like I said but regardless coming into the press conferences the two look like they just wanted to prove themselves to the whole world and it looked like they had a little bit of bad blood between the two uh, between the two of themselves. So, in the press conference before the fight, uh, things got so escalated that uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder actually got into a scuffle, sort of like a tiny scuffle that uh, one of them pushed each other, 
and they almost got you know things almost got physical and they ha- the two had to be separated and the Nevada State Athletic Commission actually had to come out and say that the two during the actual official weigh-in are not supposed to face off like that or when they do face off they have to be uh, standing from a very uh, long distance from each other because they, don't, they surely don't want that to happen again. And, you know, that by itself, that could have made things more exciting. I mean, who who wouldn't get excited when you see those two guys just going at it prior to the fight? That just shows how great the actual fight is going to be, right? And we weren't wrong because coming into the fight, and actually, I would, okay, this is kind of like, you'll probably say Janon, like this is so unrelated, but I think it is actually really important. I feel like depending on who pushed who in that press conference when the two were facing off, then what we got on on the actual fight night might have actually made sense, okay? And I say this because I've said this many times on our show, and I've said that you could be the champion of the world. You could have all the skills, all the athletics all the athletic skills that you need to have as a professional boxer, as a professional martial artist in the game. But if your mentality isn't there, if you lose your self-esteem and you, if you start doubting yourself that you can maybe, that you may or may not win this upcoming fight, then things are gonna not not look good for you, okay? So I, I was gonna say that because depending on who pushed who in that press conference, then we could argue that, well, spoiler uh, alert, because if, if Deontay Walter was the one who was pushed first, then we could argue that Deontay Walter might have been a little bit intimidated by what Tyson Fury had done to him. Um, and that face off. And um, so now I guess that kind of like made us jump a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to be talking about it in more detail. And uh, I brought that up because when the two walked into the octagon, not the octagon, excuse me, uh, we're talking boxing here. So when the two walked into the ring, uh, Deontay Wilder, he had this look on himself that wasn't um, like himself. If you go back and watch his facial expression prior to fights, and I'm and I, okay, I'm no psychologist or anything, but uh, one thing that I know, having watched a few fights here and there, you know, you can definitely tell if a if a fighter's mind is in it or if it's not. And I feel like in the beginning, the way Deontay Wilder was looking, it's it just he didn't have that light in his eyes you know that much like how he would have that motivation and that light in his eyes prior to fighting previous opponents all the opponents that he had defeated prior in his professional career this time when he came to the ring he just didn't have that in his eyes and then uh, when the fight started he could definitely see that maybe Deontay Wilder he had that in his mind and maybe he told himself okay well even if I'm intimidated right now, then at least I can try to speculate a little bit, just uh, look at what my opponent Tyson Fury is doing for the first few rounds. And then from there on, I'll try to pick up the pace and try to show my own dominance in this fight. But little did he know, and again, just a side bracket for you guys, 
both guys in this fight. So this is, of, of course, a heavyweight fight. But one thing to know is that Tyson Fury, he had gained so much weight for this particular bout. So I think in the past fight, in the first fight that the two had, Tyson Fury weighed around around 250 pounds. And today, or rather on fight night, he weighed at 270 pounds. And you guys already know for the heavyweight division, uh, it doesn't matter how heavy you get, uh, as long as it's... I think it's above like 200 pounds or something like that. So Tyson Fury, he was so much heavier in this fight. And so was Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, I think previously he would fight at actually like 210 pounds, something ridiculous to that number. So very, very thin for his height and the fact that he was fighting in the heavyweight division. But now he actually gained so much more weight. He too gained so much weight and he weighed at around 230 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, both guys gained a little bit of weight, uh, like around 20 pounds or so. But uh, there is still like, okay, just do the math for yourself. 270 pounds minus 230 pounds. That's still a difference of 40 pounds between these two guys. And if, if, you, if you know anything about heavyweight boxing, every pound matters. And just being a heavyweight itself, that increases the chances of being knocked out and having you know being delivered so many heavy shots so many dangerous shots okay and the fact that your opponent is so much heavier than you in this fight that's definitely a dangerous thing but anyway uh bracket closed now let's get into the fight itself so i think that was a very important factor actually that a lot of people don't regarded as important but i think it is something to consider because I, I feel like that definitely contributed to Tyson Fury's uh, re regained and rejuvenated um, strength and power in this fight. And I say that because if you go back and watch some of Tyson Fury's previous fights, he tends to be super light on his feet. And when he does throw shots and jabs, he wouldn't throw them with so much power. He just wants to um, have good footwork circle around you and when he does throw shots he just wants to uh you know he wants his shots to uh, have you hit but they're not that powerful to the extent that they're going to knock you out so that was how tyson fury uh would usually fight in his previous fights however in this fight things were really really interesting and i think like i said it is partially because he gained a, a little bit of more weight and he trained in that higher weight so that he would actually be able to throw more power shots. And that's exactly what he did. Coming into the fight from the very first round, he was, uh, first of all, he didn't have that uh, footwork anymore, which uh, I am always a huge fan of footwork and being light on your feet, especially in martial arts. However, in this fight, I feel like that was a sacrifice that needed to be made by Tyson Fury because we all saw what happened when Tyson Fury decided to win that fight, the first fight that he had against Wilder through just shots, through just winning points and through just winning rounds. 
Obviously, the judges didn't see it in favor of him, so he thought that he needed to pursue plan B, and that is to um, have more power shots so that he's able to knock down and potentially knock out Deontay Wilder. And so, like I said, he wasn't really moving around too much. He tried to put more pressure on Deontay Wilder so that he was the one who was mostly charging forward towards Deontay Wilder. He didn't... um, uh, he didn't try to throw his shots from a lo- uh, from a long distance. He actually closed the distance so that he uh, he 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 kind of guaranteed that his shots would actually land on Deontay Wilder and that um, his power is being delivered 100%. And all of those things combined, they actually worked. And he started to shock and wobble Deontay Wilder from the very first rounds. So that he, so that Deontay Wilder, he would be the one who had to go into defensive mode, and he would be the one who had to actually think of different ways to get out of there. To, but he couldn't, unfortunately. That was the thing, because Tyson Fury, he was just, uh, he was being so dominant from the very first round that he didn't even give Deontay Wilder a moment to breathe and to think of what are the other things he could do in this fight to potentially win over Tyson Fury. And so because of that, because he kept on the pressure from the very first moments of the fight, um, Tyson Fury threw so many uh, so many good shots towards Deontay Wilder that Deontay Wilder would actually absorb them, although he would dodge away uh, from a few of them, but he would absorb some of the big ones. And uh, I believe one of them was so big that Deontay Wilder uh, lost his balance for the first time in the fight and he went down to the canvas and I believe this was one of the um, shots that the referee actually started counting for him so uh, if th- if he wouldn't get back up uh, at the right number at number 10 at count 10 uh, it would be declared a um, TKO or rather a knockout excuse me so uh, things escalated very very fast from the very first round and because those shots were just so heavy coming towards Deontay Wilder, and because Tyson Fury kept on the pressure for this whole time, Deontay Wilder couldn't do anything, and uh, he just kept getting beat up. And this was the case for all the rounds for as long as the fight actually lasted, and Tyson Fury kept putting on the pressure and uh, he just kept throwing so many shots towards Deontay Wilder that Wilder, you would actually lose count of how, how many times he would get knocked down to the canvas because he couldn't recover from the, from the shots that were coming towards him by Tyson Fury. And I think uh, Tyson Fury fought very smart because out of the previous opponents that had actually fought Deontay Wilder, for example, take um, the Cuban Luis Ortiz, who who himself has fought Deontay Wilder two times. And uh, in those uh, previous fights, too, we all argued that, okay, uh, Luis Ortiz, he has such powerful shots that he can actually knock out Deontay Wilder. But I think uh, the weakness... Um, uh, with um, his style, with Luis Ortiz's style, was that he would throw that one big shot, but he, he wouldn't follow up uh, with anything else. And that was where Deontay Wilder would actually regain um, you know, uh, his power, and he would actually recover from those heavy shots, and he would come back with, hit, with shots of his own. 
But in this case, Tyson Fury, I feel like he rewatched those tapes and uh, he said, "Okay, I shouldn't really repeat the I shouldn't repeat the mistakes that his previous opponents have repeated." I know exactly what to do. All I have to do is to throw those power shots and also just just don't let him, uh, just don't give him room for breathing. Don't give him room for recovery. That is my key to success. I just have to keep beating, beating him up until it is either a knockout or a TKO. And that is exactly what Tyson Fury did. Um, like I said, that was the whole uh, recurring theme of the fight and... Um, that's exactly what happened because finally in round seven, Tyson Fury, his shots were just so overwhelming that the referee had to call a stop um, to the to the bout. And actually, you wouldn't see it in the uh, in the actual video, but from what I read um, in uh, post fight interviews. Uh, Deontay Wilder's corner actually threw in his towel, meaning that he, the, the corner, the coaches wanted the fight to be stopped because they didn't want Deontay Wilder to absorb any more, da- any more dangerous and damaging shots from um, Tyson Fury. And there you have it, just like that. Tyson Fury, although the first fight was declared a draw, here he is, Tyson Fury. He won this rematch and claimed the WBC Heavyweight Championship belt for himself. Um, it is a very interesting argument when we have to talk about another rematch between these two guys. That will be considered the third fight between these two guys. Personally, from the way Deontay Wilder um, performed in this fight, I would not... Okay, I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I think you're only as good as your most recent performance. And unfortunately, if it was a close fight, then yes, it would make sense if we had a rematch again, like a third fight between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. However, because in this fight, things things weren't even close. Tyson Fury was just dominating and all seven rounds so to me personally a rematch would not make sense although in the future i would love to see deontay wilder fight some uh some other top contenders in the heavyweight division um although by losing this fight to tyson fury he probably lost his chance of fighting the current ibf ibo wba and uh, wba excuse me a wbo heavyweight champion of the world anthony joshua but i think there's still opportunity for him to uh redeem himself and come back uh, stronger potentially in upcoming fights although i would recommend that he doesn't fight for the title and that he fights some other top contenders so that he regains his confidence and he regains uh, everything, you know, everything that he lost in this fight. Uh, and then he would um, get a potential title shot against who the champion would be at the time for either WBC and all those other belts that I just talked about in the heavyweight division. But now, having gained the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury... Is he next in line to fight Anthony Joshua? And this is a very interesting question. I think uh, it would be a very, very interesting matchup, especially because both guys are from the UK. It would make so much sense if we have this potential fight in the UK. It will be the biggest fight, 
I dare say, and the whole history of combat sports in the UK and also in the world. Uh, it will be it will be such an interesting fight. Um, I I just want to see uh, a few more fights uh, by all of these guys including Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and even Deontay Wilder. Just a few other fights that aren't between each other, okay? So that each guy, again, just just gets warmed up a little bit more. And once they're fully prepared, both physically, athletically, and mentally, then I would love to see any of these guys fight each other. Although um, by winning and losing certain bouts, your chances of fighting uh, one guy over another might go up or down. But again, it is what it is. It is part of the game, the boxing game. And it has been like this for for many, many years. But uh, even, even with Deontay Wilder losing this fight, I feel like both guys just put on such a great performance that... Like I said in the beginning of our show, it's going to be something that we're going to remember forever and that it's going to go down as one of the most iconic fights in the heavyweight division uh, for many years to come. And so, yes, uh, I really did want to reminisce and further break down this bout for all you guys. I hope you, I hope you guys enjoy that um, because I thought uh, a lot of the things that we just talked about, it was very, very necessary to talk about them today on the show. Oh, man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jana right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.